Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to Stani and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, 48 hours thereabouts until kickoff. 51 to be exact. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Gerald Guru Johnson here on a Friday. Just had an awesome conversation with Fox Sports' own Emmanuel Acho. Gave you a couple of compliments, Goo. And you return the favor. Uh, yeah, the wife, big fan of his. Well, the frames, yeah, the shades. Yeah, he's very clean. <laughs> he is. Yeah, that's a can't lie. He also thinks the 49ers got a clean chance to advance to the Super Bowl. Even though it was interesting, he kind of compared and contrasted it, like broke down the two sides, essentially. Although, I did notice the one comp he left out. I think it was Purting Goff, right? Mm, yeah. Like, they're not exactly the same, but McCaffrey is just the combination of Gibbs and Montgomery. Laporta is Kittle. Yeah. Uh, Amon Ra is Ayuk. Hutchinson is Bosa. Coming into this game, did you think about the two teams as being eerily similar? Uh, no. Uh, not at all. I, I just feel like uh, Detroit they do chunk plays. When I watch Jared Goff drop back to throw, I mean, Evan, you talk about outside the numbers. That That's what he does, outside the numbers. He's got a cannon, and he has guys that can go get it. And also, they throw to the dynamic backs out the backfield. But uh I wasn't too familiar with Laporta, but he's a baller. And we'll see. Uh, what they do, the Niners offense is, it starts with McCaffrey. You got the jet and the bubble screens with Debo. You, you got a lot of weaponry on both sides. So I'll say that, that, that kind of mirrors each other. But as far as stylistically, Evan, I don't see it. I, I feel like Jared Goff can make throws. Brock Purdy can't. Yeah. You know. Well, speaking of Christian McCaffrey, he is our difference maker of the week. And after a fantastic performance, 24 totes combined between running as well as receiving, had the go-ahead touchdown against the Green Bay Packers. Christian McCaffrey is our difference maker of the week. He had Levi Stadium rocking, and he is our difference maker of the week. Christian McCaffrey brought to you by Freedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit Freedman'sAppliance.com today. Did listening to Acho at all, Goo, make you feel like this may not have to be a 35-carry type of approach? Like you might see the Niners try to play. And the way he broke it down I thought was interesting. Like they might try to open up with a couple quick passes to then play the run off that. Like did you – 
sense, uh, I guess, a, a different approach now coming for the 49ers? Uh, I don't, okay. uh, but I do understand it. Yeah. And when you're good, Evan, and you have no limitations like this Niner offense, we could see another 40 passes in the air if you just look at Detroit secondary. We kind of talked about that. And then also the greatness of McCaffrey, if they have success uh, with some couple early passes on early downs to open up the run game. So it's almost a buffet of what Kyle wants to do if you got Detroit on a bad day as far as defensively. And again, I can't shake, and I know it's a different team baker mayfield for almost going for four bills in the air on the detroit line secondary but one thing that did stand out to me uh he wasn't too fond of the defensive tackles and mm. he named kinlaw and i was kind of thinking he was going to say that was just a one-off but you're right evan you kind of even said it if i'm detroit i'm watching what green bay did <coughs> excuse me in regards to success on the ground I, I try to mimic that. Yeah, and look, Kinlaw is someone that's been good against the run all year. Uh, Eric Armstead is supposed to be now back and helping that effort. But yeah. the 49ers, look, yeah, you can take advantage of them if you can get them sideline to sideline, which is interesting because you'd think that if you have a player out in space, that with their ability to wrap up, gang tackle, get into the quote-unquote kill zones that they talk about, that Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, who are hard, heavy hitters, should be able to bottle up runs. And to to, to the 49ers' credit, I mean, outside of the explosive run uh, for Aaron Jones, you know, they I thought that they were decent, not great against Green Bay. They were still giving up gashes. Yeah. Uh, Five, but, eight yards, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, chains. But, but I'll say this about Detroit, like, I think the 35 number that you're talking about for the Niners and McCaffrey, I think that's much more of the Lions type of game plan. Not 35 for one of their guys, yeah. but 35 totally. combined between Jameer as well as Dave Montgomery. Right, and that's the one thing about this, Evan. If it's uh, what time the game should be over, about 7 our time, and the Niners are headed to Vegas, that lets me know that, you know what, the defense had a bounce-back performance because they were able to get uh, Jared Goff off his spot and also can control the aerial attack and also their stellar running game. So, I mean, it, it takes a village, but there's just no part of my being that says this Niner defense can, it's got to have a B plus at minimum, Evan, game to be able to slow down this Detroit offense. It, it's just a must. And, and look, if, if you're looking for a particular part of this game to be the reason why the 49ers come out on top, what is the X factor for you in this football game? 888-957-9570. Also, we're taking any on all messages for Kyle Shanahan, for Steve Wilkes. We want to hear from you, whether it's on the Comcast Business text line of the YouTube chat or on Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Let's get out to Madison Max. You've been waiting on patiently. What's up, Madison? How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. It's pretty good. It's Friday. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, so I'm pivoting a little bit from what I was uh, originally say, but, you know, looking at what Emmanuel said with the two QB, QBs being similar but not the same, I think when we look at Wilkes and the defensive game plan, we need to bring that pressure. The, the difference between the two is, is golf holds when we get that pressure. He's got one of the worst QB ratings in the league under pressure, and Brock Purdy, on the other hand, is, is up there with the best partially due to our right side aligning and some, some efficiencies and some work. But if we can get pressure on golf, we got we got all the opponents in place on defense, an elite defense to, to cough the ball up. As long as we can stop that run early, get him playing from behind, get golf throwing, I think we get that pressure on him. We, we get him where he's uncomfortable, and he's going to make the mistakes that he always does. He, he's folded in the past. 
ran ship to over somehow he fit in the line system and and i think that's going to be the key to our success here come sunday appreciate it yeah I, i'm kind of with him i think you can rattle jared goff easier than you can rattle brock purdy yeah and we've seen it and maybe that's why the rams you know felt like there was a change needed and with that change it got him a super bowl ring with stafford but uh you know what it's up to the niners defense and wilts uh evan to make Jared Goff uncomfortable because if you get into again a situation where that running game is humming and now you can do that play action pass you don't want any parts of that as far from a Niners standpoint because now I feel like you you could see Detroit putting up 21 28 points and who knows that may be enough and, and conversely for Detroit in order to maybe take some pressure off the back end of that secondary, I know it might be counterintuitive because Brock's been really good against the Blitz this year. But the Lions, what they like to do schematically is Blitz on early downs, first down and second down. They bring the heat, I think, one of the most of any defenses in the league. And that is, of course, to combat some of their weaknesses on the back end. But also, if you're the 49ers, you're running early and often in those downs, well, then you might get a tackle for loss. You might get a short gain. And then you have Brock Purdy playing from behind the sticks. It's not that he's been bad on third down this year, but he's been much more efficient when he's playing from ahead on those first and second downs. Like, I think his quarterback rating on third down is about 100, which wow. is really good. He said about 100. Damn. But, but his quarterback rating on first and second down Average is like 115, 116. So he's much better on early downs. And I think we're going to see a lot of blitzing from Detroit. I do wonder how much Steve Wilkes is going to dip into that pool because the Niners don't typically blitz a whole lot. So that would be a change, Evan. But Steve Wilkes is someone that does. I think it's in his core to get aggressive. And Goff does not play well against pressure or at least compared to Brock Purdy. So I wonder if he's going to buck the trend a little bit this weekend yeah no doubt and hopefully you won't need to uh try to manufacture pressure i'm talking about wilkes evan because you know we saw what happened in minnesota albeit before the, the all-out blitz you know that's not what you're talking about but uh, i think of the baldy drop we have is short week eat eat that's what the lions have been doing they've been getting sack gal- sacks galore here the last few weeks so hopefully that comes to a head and we don't see that but if somehow they can get pressure on brock purdy I mean, then we're talking about a game that, you know, will be in the balance in the second half and late in the fourth quarter. And nobody and nobody here in the Bay wants steady. The other thing that Archer was talking about is Hutchinson and, and Bosa, right? Yeah. Well, they're both physically dominant pass rushers. Hutchinson's a lot younger. Bosa's got the hardware. She's been the established yeah. player. But as of late, and you'd like to throw this number up a lot, number zero in the last four playoff games, number of sacks for Nick Bosa. Unlike Nick, you look at the last four games, not all of them playoff games, but the last four games that Aiden Hutchinson has played in, he's got eight sacks. So, like, man, there is some pressure on Nick Bosa this weekend to get home. Yeah, no doubt, Evan. Like, that's a lot. Eight. Steve Young in four games. So that's two a pop. And again, if you want to hit me with the analytics, goo, and I saw it. I saw it to a degree. Uh, the second half, the Niners defense did make that Jordan Love felt them. He knew where they were at. Yeah. But Evan, there's just something about when you're paying a guy, and I'm just pointing out Bosa here, 120 million. He's, you know, arguably the top defensive end in the league it's just something about i don't feel like myself or anybody's asking too much to not just get the pressures but get home you know 
Yeah, no, I'm with you. From the 408 of the Comcast Business Text Line, I would love to see more stunts mixed into the rush. I would love to see more versatility. Like just creativity right now is is I think what a lot of people are looking from for this defense. But but again, I I kind of just Mark brought back. it up to us. He did. I but to me that I, I don't know how you read it, Goo. But when I see you know kind of those I guess variations from what we what, what you are, what you've been the entire year, I look at a team that's trying to essentially change or or, or alter themselves. The Four Niners defense has been really good this year. But they've been good, I think, because they've just lined up and said, like, our players are better than yours. Mm. I want to see the 49ers players who I believe on defense are better overall do what they need to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And uh, I'm waiting on it, Evan. And I appreciate that because I don't feel like Niner fans or anybody else for that matter, um, you know, is asking, like, that's asking too much. And, again, you got me thinking – and, and I, they said this about the Cowboys defense. They were front runners when they were up. The defense that is could yeah. pin their ears back, and then that's when they wreaked havoc. But if they were behind or it was tight, you know, they, they were a different defense. And I never once thought that about the Niners. So again, that wasn't their best performance team wide. It wasn't last Saturday night. And Evan, if they're going to go to the Super Bowl and get a chance to take on Kansas City or Baltimore, the, I just don't see a scenario. And as a excitement to the game where this defensive unit as a whole I mean we're not just talking about the D-line I'm calling them out but the secondary guys need to be on their A game man and and now you got me thinking okay if we do see Wilkes kind of try to change it up and manipulate or manufacture pressure with blitzes and let's just say they get hit on a blitz call are we going to be like yo he shouldn't have blitz like all that is on the table and it all boils down to how is it going to play out and what happens, E? There's always going to be second guessing. Right. I mean, look, anytime you lose or you, even within a play, like if you don't beat a rush or if you get beat off the line, there's always second guessing about what went wrong. But I just think the Niners need to stick to basics in this game because I do think that they're seven point favorites for a reason. Yep. I think it's risen to seven and a half on some sites. I think they're the better team. And. We've seen the defense make clutch plays throughout the season against Tampa Bay in Week 11. A huge pick on that last drive against Baker Mayfield. We saw them come out of the bye week and blow the brakes off of Jacksonville. We saw them shut down Seattle, Philadelphia, yeah, look the, at you. the Dallas Cowboys. You know, they, they've certainly had some flukes throughout the year, uh, like any defense has. But I trust them more than I trust Detroit. Yeah, and what about the uh, the question I asked him about Kyle? Because I mean this too, Evan. I talk, we talk about the resume. I know Kyle's brilliance. He's been here. He's been to a Super Bowl. Evan, all he really needs, you know, is a Super Bowl victory. You could say, oh, well, every coach wants that goo, but I thought he might kind of shun it off that, you know, he's got a feel, he'll get one goo, but it goes back to the Andy Reid, you know, he had a whole hell of a lot of winning in Philly, but the fans, they got theirs under Peterson, but they didn't get it, uh, in that, in that, um, Andy Reid era in Philly. It didn't culminate in the chip and they had the opportunity to. And you kind of just, if Kyle would be, and he's a made man with the contract, I get it. But Evan, you know what I mean? If somehow they could win this Super Bowl, I mean, Kyle would, there would be nothing else. He's coaching to get multiple, but yeah. he would be a made man. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I think Sean McVay's a made man. Well, you know what? I forgot. Yeah, McVay got one. You know, I, I think there's there's a lot of 
head coaches that might have just one Super Bowl. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's a legend in the Pacific Northwest. Should have too, yeah. Should have too. Now, that's a little bit different because that was their first Super Bowl. I know the Rams also, you know, solo Super Bowl. Uh, it is an expectation in San Francisco to win right. and continue to win Super Bowls just because of what the prior head coaches in the last millennia were able to the get history. done. Yeah. Exactly. There's history in this town that a lot of places don't have. But, you know, there's a six-time Super Bowl head coach right now on the market that doesn't look like he's going to have a job this offseason. So what do you say to Bill Belichick, who's the winningest head coach of all time? I don't know. I was th- That is funny you brought that up because I was saving that for the cro- changeover with Willard and Dibbs. I, I think he's the hoodie's getting a raw, a raw deal, man. I just like what are we doing in our society to where ten years ago I could tell you, Evan, that I felt like Bill Belichick was the best NFL football coach I've ever seen. You talk about the six trophies, and now all of a sudden, you know, Brady wins one elsewhere. Has he forgot how to coach? Are are, are we so have so many years gone by to where those six rings? He was a part of a team that was down twenty eight to three, and he kept the he kept the team. Uh, you know, no backstabbing, and they kept him in position to to come back. But it's just we're so sometimey, Evan. And I'm just looking like, man, I, I I guess I'm asking you, do you think any different of Bill Belichick because of the last couple of years or the Mac Jones era, which he picked the quarterback didn't pan out? I I kind of just hated that all of a sudden I feel like, especially on social media, oh this guy can't coach anymore. No, I don't think any less of him. Because I think that he is a brilliant defensive mind. He's a generational head coach. He's he's won the most Super Bowls ever. <laughs> Actually, I think he okay. might not have the he might not have the regular season record. I think Don Shula might still have more total victories than he does. But he's the best coach that I've ever seen. Okay. I mean, anytime there was a team that I was rooting for that had to go to New England or was playing the Patriots, like I was fearful as much of Tom Brady as it was of that defense. And he's the conductor behind it. So, no, uh, Bill Belichick is an all-time head coach. Kyle Shanahan is trying to step into that realm of a championship-winning head coach. And that right now is really the only thing that he has to prove at this point, which is still pretty impressive considering he's like 47 years old and has been doing this now for seven seasons, eight seasons. Eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. Let's get out to Priest in Palo Alto. Let's talk about Brock Purdy. What's going on, Priest? How are you, my man? Hey, fellas. Uh, how you doing? Talk to us, Priest. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, dude. Man, I was listening. I just got in the car. Heard you say something that I said, but when I said it, you went ballistic. Uh-oh. Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah. This is this is about Brock Purdy. Okay, now. Can I just say this? If you guys take the temperature down a little bit, okay? Please do. Don't get so heated, right? When oh. people talk to you and give you their give you their opinion about the kid, uh-huh. because I think what the issue is, it's the way you guys react to what people say. That's the issue. It's not so much what people say because they're giving you an honest assessment, right? But when it hits you guys, you guys react in ways that are, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling how heated it gets. In what regard, Every though, Priest? Because I'm not telling you, real quick before you go, I'm not telling you and never have I said it, Brock Purdy is Joe Montana. The jury is still out. I can't hate and tell you it doesn't look good. That's like, that's all the energy I got for it. Yeah, 
I know, but I'm not just talking about oh, you. Oh, okay. All right, I'm got talking you. about right, people on this station. Yeah, right. Ooh. I'm talking about people. They, it's just, it gets loony tunes. Because I'm telling you, man, it's not, nobody, you guys call it hate. And it's not hate. It's an assessment that you don't agree with. That's all it is. It's no more than that. Every quarterback in the league gets criticized or assessed, especially the ones that, that are good, really good teams, they get the microscope put on them, and they get picked apart. If you look at Lamar and the way people talk about him, yes. I call that hate. That is, to me, hate. But the rest of, the rest of these quarterbacks out here, man, they get assessed and talked about. Like, for instance, you said that um, um, the kid that is going to be played place for Detroit. Jared Goff. Oh, Jared Goff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I said the same thing. If you take uh, Brock Purdy out of that offense and put him in aggressive vertical offense, he would fail. And I still believe that. Mm. But I'm, I, now, I'm not saying he hasn't gotten better and changed my opinion about him a little bit, but I'm saying the way he's built and his his strengths do not lend itself to a vertical path where you got to throw the ball 50 yards downfield right. and knock a fly off a guy's nose. He can't, he can't drive the ball. It hangs in the air. And if you, he, he never negotiates the safety because if that ball hangs in the air, it's going to get picked and it's coming back the other way. So the, uh, the, these other quarterbacks that you guys compare him to sometimes, he doesn't have those attributes. So I'm just saying, doesn't make him a bad quarterback. No, I, I think hear he's you. Very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pre I think he's yeah. Let me let, let me leave you with this one, and I'm, I'm, I know Evan's going to get in here, but Priest, I, you said nothing I don't disagree with, but the one thing I will not do just in sports across the board, I can't get mad at Evan because Evan's doing radio in the Bay and say Evan wouldn't make it in Milwaukee. Now, I don't know what Evan would do in Milwaukee, but Priest, like we're Milwaukee. never going to find that out. You know what I'm saying? So I get what you're saying about if you put him in a different system. But the bottom line is the reality is he's controlling it like Magic Johnson in the system he's in, if that makes any sense. No, it makes perfect okay. sense. But you can't, ask, you can't ask Steph Curry to go do what Jonathan Kaminga okay. does. All right. Okay, I get you. We you can, understand? Yeah, no doubt about it. No, I get you, Evan. Evan, I, you know, that was his, you know, like I told you a couple of days ago, you got to disagree with me. I, I would take golf and it's no shaded Brock. I would take, uh, Jared Goff, uh, at this time over Brock Purdy. Um, and this wasn't just reacting to, to Sunday's game, uh, Saturday's game against Green Bay, but I tell you this and I told Grandy, who did a great job on the post game, uh, last Saturday night, I got flashbacks of the Raven game and the misreads by Brock Purdy. And I know, Evan, there's going to be 50 people waiting for me downstairs saying, hey, who, a lot of those interceptions were picked. Well, there were a couple that were dropped that were still bad reads. So that's why I'm looking at this game like Brock Purdy's not a finished product. Uh, nobody can argue what he's done thus far to get his team into this, this point. But, Evan, there is a piece of me now when he drops back to pass, like – it ain't just Joe Montana to wear okay or Peyton Manning. Now I'm like, 
somebody jump them? Could they, can they kind of confuse them? And maybe the answer is no, but after Saturday night's game, I'm shook a little bit. And I think that's fair. Yeah, but you're going to play bad games. Excuse me. You're going to play bad games. It is about how you're able to kind of maneuver. Now, Brock Purdy has a dud on Sunday when it's not raining. You don't have two weeks of rest or rust, however you want to break it down. And you're playing against a secondary that is probably even worse than what Green Bay had. True. Well, well, then we might have a conversation, especially if they advance to the Super Bowl and they're going up against two of the top defenses Whoever comes out of the AFC yeah. in the league, yeah, then we we got a conversation to have. But I, I think this is maybe something Priest is also getting at is like Purdy's in the in the final four of teams, right? The four Niners are yeah. one of the four teams Again. left standing. Yeah. So naturally, we're going to compare him against the best of his peers yeah. because those are who he's competing against currently. Damn. That doesn't mean that he's a bad quarterback, but if I called Purdy a top five QB right now. I, that's a compliment, right? No doubt about it. There's only four quarterbacks left. Yeah, and what so that hypothetically said, that hypothetically it. means that he might not be one of the four best quarterbacks left standing. I, I think that's also a way to look so, at it as well. And I know we got people who want to chime in. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll continue the conversation on the other side. The road to Vegas is brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union. Working for you today, tomorrow, together. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Having been exit for Matt Steinmetz with Gerald the Guru Johnson. Dude, we got him riled. We got him Pat riled. Man, I'm going to give you a three for that one. Not bad. Oh, because we got 48 hours until the San Francisco 49ers host the NFC Championship. 3.30 kick at Levi's Stadium, of course, taking on the Lions. And I know we might have opened up a can of worms. But I do want to get to the calls here, Goo, because people want to chime well, in. Did it, yeah. I know, I know. Oh, Our God. guy, Dave Stewart, yeah. 888 <laughs> is the number. Raymond's in Richmond. Right. What's happening? Actually, he's got an X factor for this game. How you feeling, Raymond? How we doing? What's up, Goo? What's up, Evan? Talk Thanks to us, baby. Yes, sir. Um, I just want to say I'm kind of sick of hearing everybody call up and say, Brock Purdy isn't Lamar. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. But do we really need him to be? Where's Josh Allen at right now? Where's Justin Herbert at right now? Mm-hmm. At home watching the game with us, right? And I think an X factor in this game is Purdy's ability to scramble. We don't win that game against Green Bay unless he scrambles out of the pocket and gets down to the nine-yard line for the Christian McCaster pulling walk-in touchdown. Excuse me. And um, we're going to win this game, 24-17 Niners. Priest should call up his boy, Josh Allen, and pull up his house and watch the championship games with him this weekend. 
<laughs> wow, look at him. Got him. Uh, that wouldn't be a cover in Vegas, or would it? Seven, what? If they win by seven, 24-17. Well, I don't know what the line is currently, but it'd be a push okay, based on you. the open. Yeah, yeah. what the hell? So 30 to that. 20, yeah, sorry about that. Oh, you would get your money back. In my mind, that's... Anytime you don't lose, anytime you don't lose, you win. When we're talking gambling, let's keep this thing rolling. Get down to the South Bay where the game is going to be kicking off in Santa Clara. Fernando's in San Jose. What's up, man? How you doing? You're on 95.7 The Game. How you doing, fellas? Hey, hey. What's happening? Hey, cool. I've been listening to you. You know your game, bro. But, you know, everybody's different. You know, all quarterbacks are different. And, uh... Everybody's doubting Purdy. You know, Purdy's proven himself. You know, he's only he's not an experienced veteran like everybody else. But for the time he's been there, he's proven himself. You know, he's gonna show everybody wrong. Everybody doubts him. You know, like Homer said before I called you. Where's where's uh where's Allen? Where's Baker? Where's where's Baker? You know? Yeah, no, those are valid. You know, Amy Trash said she didn't she didn't uh, consider uh, Birdie, a top eight quarterback, but he's still there, bro. So he's doing something right. You know, nobody's probably mistake free, but he's doing something right. And going on it, baby. I'm an honest man to the phone. Yeah. Be cool. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. But Evan, no, this is no slander. This is no slander for me. And I'm not saying he said that, but the Amy Trask, I took that as slander, Evan. Um, and then he goes out and has arguably one of his worst games. But you look at this kid forced in to start. Coming to the stadium last year, not knowing his number was going to get called, what he's parlayed that into, and what he's parlayed that into for the people out there is hate. And Ryan Clark, again, I just keep going back to it on this day because that was shit. That was hate. It, it, it was fake. It was phony. And I would love for him to explain what he meant that he was doing up until he felt comfortable after the game with Green Bay. I'll leave that there. Brock Purdy, to Priest's point, he has nothing to prove but what quarterback he can be running this system, Evan. And the last time I looked, and I'll, I'll say it again before Sunday, Magic Johnson had Hall of Famers left and right, and I know that Magic was a bad boy. I get it. My point is he ran the system, okay? And that's all Brock Purdy is doing, Evan. So I'm not sitting here putting a cap on Brock telling you or anybody that would listen that this kid can't get it done. He's right there again on the precipice of being a Super Bowl winner in year two. Yeah, it doesn't like I don't care about the the rankings or, or where you have him. I mean, it's it's a team sport. There's 22 people on the field. Purdy's a major part of it as the quarterback, but I, I don't care if you think he's the best quarterback in the league. Okay, if you think he's the 18th best quarterback in the league, that's like I, I really don't Man. care. He's one of the last four guys that gets to play at the end of the day. And Twice. The, the, the question is, and I think the previous caller brought it up, which which is the question he's trying to answer, right? Okay, so if he's not a top three quarterback or whatever, is it good enough? Well, it's been good enough for him to go now 18 and four, uh, including it. the playoffs. If he wins one more game, he'll be in the Super Bowl, which very few people under the age of 23 can say. And if he wins a Super Bowl, he would be one of three quarterbacks in NFL history to do that at that age. That's the kind of group that he's getting yeah, into. No doubt. Is, that, is he good enough to do that? 
we're going to find out, and that's why we watch the games, because we get to place him in these groups if he continues to win, which is something that he's only done so far. And that's really all I care about. That's one of the reasons why I, I have enjoyed watching the 49ers this year is because they got the complete picture. They got all the pieces it appears to the puzzle, and now it's about piecing them together about against the next, ideally, two opponents that they have to face in order to etch their names in history. And two big boys, regardless if it's Lamar, Evan, and I know the Ravens beat the Niners, or it's uh, arguably a team in the dynasty phase right now, Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be ultra impressive. But you are right, my friend. I will say this. Could you imagine uh, year two, um, his actual first year of being the actual starter, if he were to get the Super Bowl victory, you still got him under contract for a couple more. Like, where is the... Where, what I was telling you and Stani, where this thing could go is somehow the Niners could cash that chip and win a Super Bowl. Evan, I won't scoff at anybody telling me Kyle might run two or three off or Purdy may end. Like, well, he's on that. I, I, I well, got to slow down, dude. Do. <laughs> but, you know, it starts with one, e. That That's all. And the Niners coming back or going into next year, if you're ready for that, I just... D- you know, I know there's a draft, but I'm just looking at you and Grandy like, come on, the Niners are going to be a top five team going into next year. Okay, then they got to handle their business, but my point is they're not going anywhere. So if you could come into next year with hardware, I mean, it's not going to be ludicrous to think, okay, the Niners might get back to the NFC Championship game and a possible another Super Bowl in New Orleans. Appearances, yes. Winning the Super Bowl, you got to slow your roll because, I'll, okay, so who is Brock Purdy always constantly competing? to Kurt Warner, right? Came out of nowhere. I was going to say Montana, but yeah, Kurt Warner. Well, right? <laughs> I think it's unfair to put him in the name yeah. in the category with Montana because Montana's got four Super Bowls. Kurt Warner has one. Yeah. Kurt Warner played with Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce. He played on one of the greatest offenses ever. Almost he, had to. He had a great head coach in Dick Vermeil, one of the few guys who went at the college as well as the National Football League level. Like, there are great quarterbacks that have only won one Super Bowl. Yep. It looked like they were set up for a decent run. They made it back. They lost to Tom Brady. It looked like the Seattle Seahawks were set up for no, an amazing type of run. They got to two straight Super Bowls, and how many did they go to after that? Yep, crickets. So, I look, they're trying to win their first under Kyle Shanahan. Brock Purdy is trying to win his first, and if he does that... He is going to be in rarefied air. It, like, let me put it this way. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl this year, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, Brock Purdy is on a track to Canton, Ohio. He's on a track to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. That is not something that happens often, especially for someone that is where he's from and drafted where he is. This guy's story is still being written, and the fact that he's being put into chapters with other great names and great quarterbacks is a testament to his ability. But I don't want to just fast forward and start writing the rest of the book before we've seen chapter two. Yeah, I'll give you that. That was well said, but... Like I said, and it's, it's bigger than, and I mean this, Evan, it's bigger than uh, Brock Purdy. It's, it's kind of what Kyle and John Lynch have built. Uh, it's gone on since 2019. If, if I just want to stop and specify just how great of a coach Kyle is, he made Jimmy Garoppolo his starting quarterback and got him to a Super Bowl and multiple NFC Championship games. You could call him Jesus just for that. But now he's got another quarterback, last pick in the draft, and last year they 
they went to great heights, didn't get it done, but it was a championship game. And here we are come 48 hours. Brock's about to play and hopefully last and stay upright in his second in consecutive years. Yes, sir. Steve's in San Francisco. What's going on, Steve? How you feeling before Sunday's big game? Oh, man, I am so hyped, man. So hyped. Let me tell you guys one thing, though, before I start. Uh, I was in the end zone in uh, 1971 in Keysar Stadium with John Brady. John Brady. John Brody. Damn. Uh, to Dick Witcher in the end zone what? and Richard dropped the ball. Oh, man. And they lost. Ended up losing. I was so upset. But now I'm hyped. Um, I called in a while ago, and I said, uh, that we need when Garoppolo was getting uh, everybody saying Garoppolo was great. I said we need a play, uh, quarterback who could extend plays. Yeah, by using his feet, and, and Garoppolo couldn't do that, and, and Purdy can. So that's one thing that's going to help them his mobility, and I think we're going to see him run a little bit more. Um, I'm hyped. Defense is going to wake up. Uh, everybody's going to be on point, and if we get get the Ravens in the Super Bowl, we owe them anyway. They deserve what we're going to give them. Yeah, I hear you talking. I he sounds like thirty, Evan, or thirty five, nineteen seventy one. Yeah, nineteen seventy one. You sound young, brother. Man, he said Kizar. Well, it is. So it's always weird because I used to live right across the street from Kizar State, okay. what it is now, right? Yeah. And it obviously used to be big. It was every tremendous yeah. football stadium. The only time what? I've been able to thank you. I, I don't even know if that's a drop. Like I just used to live across from a relic. From a relic. It counted though. Randy counted. <laughs> Count the bucket. Yeah. But I think the closest that I've actually seen in real time, what is it, Dirty Harry? Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Clint Eastwood's my, one of my running favorites. across the football yeah. field and shooting shooting guys down. No, but like it's just weird to think about how that was the spot. That was the original location History, for the 49ers. Man. And we've done shows at Keysar yeah. Pub, which of course right across the street. Shout out to them. Might be there for the game. You never know. Uh, but it's just, it's really cool to see how history has now transformed. We got Keysar Stadium, of course, Candlestick for a long time, and now into to Levi. Yeah. So. And speaking of history, you talk about Bill Walsh, you talk about Seaford, you talk about those teams, uh, winning Super Bowls, Evan, and now John, I mean, again, I keep going back to the boy wonder, Kaz Shanahan, who's turned this thing around. Uh, we talk about his brilliant play calling or play design, whatever you, whatever gets you off. But at the end of the day, he has a chance to to put his name up there with the Bill Walshes and the George Seifert's, and it's not going to be easy. Nothing is, Evan, but they're right there, and they are right there. Well, speaking of nuggets about history, what's up, Mark? Yeah, so the Niners and Lions have played in the playoffs twice before. The okay. first time they met was 1957 in San Francisco. That was at Kizar Stadium. And the Niners had a lead at halftime, a gigantic lead. They led by like 20. Do you remember it? And the Lions, yeah, yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> and the Lions came all the way back and they won to go to, at the time, the NFL championship. Uh, they won that game. It was pre-Super Bowl, obviously, in 57. <laughs> they won. That is their last league championship. And that win against the Niners at Kizar are in 1957, the last Lions road playoff victory in franchise history. That's cr- and the last they played was 83 where the Niners beat them, right? Yeah, by, by a single point. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Wow. The last road win. Don't let history repeat I wasn't itself. even born in 19... Like that. Boy, that's a long time, man. 57? What is that? No way they're going to win, Evan. post-Korean war. Yeah, no way they're going to win. Who? Uh, the Lions. they Look, I don't think the Lions are going to win this game. I'm generally with you. In fact, if I had money to bet, I would okay. I would right. bet on the Niners covering this game. And you would feel good about that. I would, yes. Yeah. But 
there is always a I, way. I, I, there is always yeah. a way, especially in the NFL. But the for fallout would just be. I got to be careful here. It, the fallout from a lion upset would be monumental. Give me that. Oh, of course. Here in the Bay. Oh, yeah. yeah we, whoever yeah. you want to, you know, we got to see it play out. But, Evan, that would be, oh, my, you heard. Uh, People would be furious. Okay, there we go. People would be Shocker. furious. Okay. Now, the the thing is, I don't think much would change. Because, cause again, like, right. you're in this position for a reason. If the Niners win, or sorry, if the Niners lost the Lions, I don't think the best team would have won that day. No doubt about it. You know, but so, the coach is coming back. The quarterback's coming back. The run. I hear you on the change. That's why I say uh, the, the sacrificial lamb would be, and I just don't like this. Would be Wilkes, and maybe he keeps the job, and the offense doesn't show up, and the defense plays well. But Evan, there was something that happened. Uh, another footnote to this season about bringing him up on the out of the booth onto the field. It was quiet on the set. His first game was at Jacksonville with Chase Young, and they looked like it was just sack, sack, sack. Uh, my ball, D. Shark, we eat, eat, eat. Um, but now that's kind of quieted down. And I know it's just one game. It was a playoff game. But I'm not worried about Purdy in the offense showing up. Even Debo, I, I just think he's going to play. And I think just him out there will help them. But defensively, I got to tell you, Evan, I am – that that's where my concern is. Like, what def what Niner defense are we going to see? What game are they going to bring? Well, you hope they bring their A game, yeah, no doubt. What does the A game look like? Do you think defensively? Uh, four sacks, uh, maybe a, a interception. I'll just put one interception, four sacks, and holding this line offense to maybe thirteen to to seventeen points. I mean, I, I like that. I, I don't know if it's the number of points. To me, mm. it is largely about how good you are against the Lions in the red zone. About limiting touchdowns. About and that's what won you the game goals. against Green Bay as yeah. much as I'm going in on the D. And, and I, look, I think the Lions have, have a good special teams unit. I think they got a good kicking game. And Michael Badgley is, is pretty serviceable. Though, it's always interesting when you take those kickers that have been kicking in a dome all year yeah. outdoors and how they fare. Now, Badgley, he's, he's been outdoors before. Um, but I, I'm curious to see how he's going to kick in, you know, non-Ford field conditions. What did you make of the Moody kick, Evan, that a lot of people said, yeah, it got blocked before half. But it was the amount of people that said, even though it got blocked, he was going to miss it. That ain't a miss. It's a block still. Even if you think he was going to hook it, he didn't because it got blocked. What? Is that fair saying, dude? No, it's not fair. I was like, you assume on. he's going to miss a kick. Yeah, they were all, oh, that thing was going left. You don't know. Like, I get he's not Robbie Gold, but <laughs> you can't just assume the guy's going to miss a I kick. I said, boy, X is something else, man. But if you do look at, I know we're ranking quarterbacks left in the playoffs. If you look at the four kickers, I probably have the least amount of faith in the Niners kicker than the Lions, wow. and Tucker, the Chiefs, number one, and obviously. the Ravens. Yeah, okay. Harrison Bucker's also a very good kicker. Yeah. So, I don't know. 888-957-9570 is the number. And we're <laughs> the 972. What you got? Slow That's your Texas. roll, Goo. Yeah, there's only one Jesus. All right. Yeah. Uh, Lazardo. Oh, man, no, I was thinking Shuttleworth and... Uh, 
He got game. Fantastic. Ray Allen. Speaking of hoop, you want to do a little bit right here? Man, Evan, I don't know. Go ahead, man. Well, first of all, we, yeah. we do have to talk about this. It is our Xfinity call of the game. The Warriors, after every single home game, the Xfinity call of the game is sponsored by Xfinity, the Xfinity 10G network made for streaming live sports, which means it's the network you can rely on in the biggest moment. The Xfinity 10G network, the best way to stream your Warriors. Ball thrown into Draymond. Bounce pass, Kamenga. He goes up and dumped it. The Warriors lead by one. He set a screen for Curry coming out. Everybody looked at Curry and Kamenga with a new career high of 31. It was a great game for Jonathan Kaminga. Unfortunately, that was the last basket and last points that the Warriors would score per Tim Roy on the call of every home game, every game for the Warriors on 95-7. The game, the Xfinity Tension Network, again, the best way to stream your Warriors. The call of the game is sponsored by Xfinity. I'm going to just get out of the way, Goo, because yeah. I know you got some okay. thoughts about and that final possession. I listened to you post-game yesterday. You did yeah. a great job. I got my takes off. I'll let you get yours. Evan, uh, I'll tell you what. Defense wins championships, and I'll get to the offense, but the day started for me. It was, I didn't like it. I wasn't ready for Steph Curry not to be named an all-star starter. I don't care who voted. That was just his spot forever, and I wasn't ready for that. So he comes out and has 18 in the first quarter, and I'm thinking, oh, the chef is about to cook up a 50-burger or 45 to just let everybody know. Maybe not that they got it wrong, but that next breed of stars coming. SGA has had a better season than Steph, but I just wasn't ready for Curry not to be in there okay get over that so i watched the first quarter and i'm like oh boy my boy's feeling frisky and then he doesn't score steph in the second quarter but bigger than that evan when you give up 75 points to a sacramento team in one half i don't know where this season is going and who comes in or who goes but at the end of the day i've been turned off and this has been consistent because this team has no defense draymond's back i'm not blaming him i am so sick and tired of looking at plus minus because it's so skewed especially with the warriors i just know draymond's out there fighting an uphill battle because you just cannot stop a team from hitting three-pointers whoever all of a sudden plays the warriors i don't care what their metrics and numbers are on the season they just turn into mark price and and larry and I'm getting tired of it, and I don't know when it'll stop. But I will say this. Steph getting that ball, I wish Steve Kerr, and we've been, we've played this movie or watched this movie before. No timeout. I'll trust my guys. I mean, that was just a big cluster on that last possession, and I hate that it ended not getting a shot off. So, Jonathan Kaminga, this one's for you. You're not perfect. You had an opportunity and you kind of lost the ball slash block shot, but you're young. You're 21 years old. Evan Giddings and everybody out there listening, we should not watch another Warrior game for the rest of this season. And Matt Steinmetz, if you're out there, I love you to death. Jonathan Kaminga should be in the starting lineup. That's just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want any, I heard Shasky say it this morning, great minds think alike. Evan, I don't know what's left of the season. They got the games. I thought something might have been manifesting with maybe two in a row coming back to run Sacramento down, but Jonathan Kaminga is the best thing you got going right now. And that's because we've not, we've seen Steph and we know what he is and how lethal, but Jonathan is new. He's getting better every night. Not perfect, but Evan, 
Kevin, he should not be coming off the bench. Draymond, for that matter, should not be coming off the bench because defensively, you are not up to par collectively and put those two guys into the starting lineup. But I just went to bed with a knot in my stomach and I thought that I was not going to let it get to me. But Evan, they can't stop a nosebleed. They just can't. And, and I'm not used to it, man. And I don't think Kerr's used to it. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know that's where that that rant was going. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna be talking about the final possession. <laughs> I kind of, wow. I, I, like no, even if they no, had won, I'm, Evan, I'm I would have been like, you, you gave dude. up one thirty four to sack. No, I'm like, seeing when does it, when it wasn't you, about one moment. When did you lock down? Is it age? You're not all the way old. I mean, what do we do? Why can't this team stop? And it, and then you get a lead, or you think you get some traction, and whoever it is comes down. Grandy pull up three. Grandy to the right. Evan to like what is what's what what's the disconnect defensively? I got no answers for right. you there. Now Sacramento is a really good offensive team. The fact that they made 22 three-pointers and you were in the game with a chance to win it at the end Great. is miraculous in and of itself. Not that it should have gotten that. You'd like to not allow 134 points. Uh, you gave up 70 in the first half. I think that's what? 75. Or 75 points, yeah. 70 or more in the first half of like six of their last that's seven games. Good, e. That's with Draymond last night. That's without Draymond. I, I, look. I don't personally, if this is what Kaming is going to give you off the bench, and he's averaging now, I think, 26 leave points. Him there, e? Well, I don't want to mess with him. Like he's, but that would be a happy mess with in for him. Minutes. It would almost be a reward. Like if I were to ask you, Evan, you think Kaminga would love being in the starting lineup? And let's just say we don't know what the numbers are going to do if they go up or down. But wouldn't you think that would be something he's striving for, and that would be something he's trying to attain? is to be an, a starter on a nightly basis, knowing I'm driving to the arena and I'm going to get 35 minutes at least if I don't get in foul trouble. Like, I hear what you're saying, but he de- it, it's apparent, Evan, he deserves to be starting, I think. I would hope that Jonathan Kaminga's goal on every night driving to the arena is to win. And the Warriors didn't do that last night. Now, he was a big reason why they almost won, and he was coming off the bench. He still played 30 minutes. Now, whether he's been in the starting lineup or been on the bench, he's gotten 25 minutes or he's been benched down the stretch of fourth quarters, whether he started or come off the bench. I don't think that, to me, is as big of a deal as what you talked about with the defense. But what I do want to get into on the other side is a couple of calls that I think are very interesting concerning Kyle Shanahan, along with the X factor for Sunday's NFC Championship game for the San Francisco 49ers. They got the Lions coming to town. They're seven-point favorites. We got one hour left here on 95-7 the game, and I want to figure this thing out. How do the Niners get to their Super Bowl? How do they get to Las Vegas? How do they put themselves in a position to, in two weeks, be hoisting a Lombardi trophy for the sixth time in franchise history? 888-957-9570 is the number. It's a football Friday brought to you by First 5 California. So learn four things you can do. Go to first5california.com. Also reminder, we're live and local all day on Sunday. The kickoff show at 1 o'clock. Prior to that, Granny and Bennett got you at 9 a.m. Lorenzo, along with Larry Kruger, two hours before the game for the kickoff show at the Hilton Santa Clara. Join us for delicious food, drinks, and the best pregame show in the Bay Area presented by Habis Law. If you've been long, if you've been wrong, Habis Law will fight to make it right. Call 100-INJURE or visit HabisLaw.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 